All right, welcome to the Ridgeline podcast. This is episode number one, and we are going to start off by introducing ourselves um, and tell us a little bit about each other. My name is Wyatt Grumo, and I'm a real estate agent for Ridgeline Real Estate. I got my license about two years ago, and I have um, been into property management as well. And my partner here is Gina Grumo. She's the broker for Ridgeline Real Estate, and she can tell you a little bit about herself and how long she's been in real estate for. Thanks, Wyatt. It feels like I've been in real estate forever. I started in 1998, so it has been forever. And technically, you have been in it forever as well because um, when you're born, I was in real estate. So you've been doing it all along with me and listening to the side when in the car while I was talking to people. So you've had some experience as well. Um, but I am a broker for Ridgeline and um, property manager as well. Awesome. Yeah, this will be this will be fun to do these podcasts and teach people about real estate and what we're going to do with these podcasts is we're going to try and um, talk about not just real estate but living in Montana talk about Great Falls um, just life in general Uh, but we are going to try and focus on educating about real estate as well so yes Um, on the agenda we have uh, the real estate market in Great Falls we're going to talk about that a little bit and then we have first-time home buying. We got a few topics on that that we'll talk about. And then we'll close it out with um, caring for your home in these winter months here in Montana. So, um, do you want to start us off with what our market's looking like in Great Falls? I will. So, um, as of today, it's been the same since October of 2020. Um, and kind of you're seeing this throughout the nation as well, but in Great Falls, we're also seeing a low, low inventory, an inventory we've never seen before of, you know, like 53 listings given any day, and that's from $0 to multi-million dollar properties and condos and single family and mobile homes and the whole gamut, 53. So as you can imagine, there's nothing to purchase, and when it comes up and if it's in a good price range and it's decent enough, it goes very fast. Um, I think White would agree with me that the highest number we've seen lately for a number of offers made on one home is 11 at a time, which in some markets I'm sure they're higher than that. But here in Great Falls, that's that's not heard of. Um, so that means that that low inventory and high demand creates a seller's market, obviously. So the sellers are you know, getting what they want and more um, generally well over asking and doing very few to no repairs and that's always fun when you're on really either side of uh the transaction would you agree i would i would say i don't like the buyer's side as well as i do the seller side obviously but um it was a much easier market when they um when yeah when it's not a seller's market right when the buyer had a little bit of say and I think, you know, a lot of people are kind of like, oh, you know, real estate must be, you know, booming or you must be doing really well or wow, this is, this market is crazy. Are you, you know, you're so busy and I'm kind of sitting there going, well, I mean, 
yeah, but when there's nothing to buy, you know, for your buyer or sell, really, honestly, I mean, right. it's really not that great. Right. I'd rather be pre-COVID garbage, mm-hmm. you know, Where that there's stuff. an even amount. Yeah, where you have something to actually look at and people aren't, you know, struggling to uh, try and buy a house right now. Right. Which is kind of, it's hard to help people when there's, there's nothing. nothing. To see. Yeah. Mm-mm. And it's hard for them to stay in the game. So I feel like they come in and come out of looking and not looking. Yeah, and I don't blame As them. As a buyer, really. there's a lot of frustration. It's, yeah, you get a little Yeah. So, yeah, would you list your home today? Absolutely. If you could list your home today, you're going to get the highest dollar amount Great Falls, Montana has ever seen. Um, But the key thing is, where will you go? And that's why our listings are so low, is there's nowhere else to go. So our new construction is slower, um, and that has a lot of different aspects to it of why that is that way, and we can do that another... um, podcast yeah because yeah. that's an interesting topic all on its own in great falls um but if you can list your home and you have somewhere to go today's the day to do it definitely definitely the day to do it um what would you do if you're new to if you're area? new to an area and you mm-hmm. didn't know people basically to get referrals right. from so as a client to in order to um hire someone is that what you're talking about like how would i know who to hire how would I know who to hire as an agent if I was brand new to an area? Yeah. Would you okay. like interview yeah. them? I would interview them. I would ask how many listings they've had, how many sales they've had, because the experience again is what brings you mm-hmm. to knowing what to do next and how and saving your money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another thing I would do was, you know, I'd ask, you know, like what, is the market like here or what you know quiz them on that and then go maybe do your own little bit of research like look at listing numbers um for compared to if you can right compared to other years and see if they're like close or whatever so that they actually know maybe what they're talking about right also you know um you come to town and you go and you go see another professional a doctor or a dentist or um and ask them who they've used i mean yeah there's ways to get some good names out there and get a list and then interview them and then go from there yeah yeah basically another thing i was thinking about was like if you're you know say you do decide on a real estate agent and then you go you go out and you get shown a couple homes and they're like, yeah, you need to buy this house. This, this place is amazing. Oh, it's great. But they don't give you any like cons that they might see mm-hmm. or genuinely a house probably, I mean, it could be good, but I mean, I, I usually give my people cons every house. It doesn't right. matter how nice it is. Right. Cause you are just giving facts. Yeah. That's You're the saying, thing. Look for facts. These are good. These are bad. Yeah. And then how does this weigh out? Mm-hmm. And then the buyer's decision on whether they want to buy it or not. It's never our decision. No. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. We can only, you know, show them the right direction and right. try and help them make the best of the decision that they yeah. can. Um. Okay. Where do you start when you're buying a house? 
first time or just buying in general? Just buying in general. So the rule today and has been for a little while now is that you need to go see a lender. You need to get pre-qualified with that lender. It's actually pretty easy and painless because all it is is an application at that point. And they're going based upon what how you filled out that application, whether you can borrow or not. And then they'll give you a pre-qual letter, which needs to be turned in with the buy-sell. So doing that before you even come see us is um, important. And um, it will in turn also tell you how much money you can spend on a home as well. Yeah. And what would you say in today's market, you know, say you can spend 250 what's what's likely that you probably should be looking at oh in a price range yeah if you, they say right now yeah you can do 250 200. you probably want to go to no it's 230 225 yeah uh, in that price range because um you'll be offering over yeah the asking price but you can't go above 250 if the lender said your limit's 250 250 but then in between those price ranges, know your pay- monthly payment for your home. That's very important. Because if they say you can borrow 250 and you do not like that monthly payment, then, then don't spend 250 Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly right. There's a lot of people that, especially like first-time mm-hmm. home buyers, you know, they they see this max number and they're like, okay, let's go look at 250 mm-hmm. But that's what you can afford is... 250 or at least that's maybe not what you can afford but that's what they recommend they say you can can do yeah Mm -hmm. so it's like should you be buying there maybe that's your own decision Mm -hmm. but look at what you want to spend per month and what you can spend per month right and keep in mind that things do happen like a water heater goes out or a furnace goes out or you know Mm -hmm. pipes break or something kind of think about not maxing yourself out per month maybe is probably for a first time home buyer a good yes. idea. Yes. Um just giving yourself that little bit of wiggle room. Um So with the lender you'll probably get a prequal letter and then what do you do? I mean, what Then you um find your agent and, and talk just, to them yeah. about what you're looking for in a home mm-hmm. and tell them what the prequal letter stated of your dollar amount. And then you generate a list to go look at. Yeah. And hopefully you Pretty have easy. a list. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and so what's your opinion? People kind of get this mixed up, I think, sometimes with real estate agents. You know, we we try to help you out as much as possible with finding a home, but... It's kind of like you guys, the home, the buyer giving us a list to look at is better than us looking for a house for you to look at. Absolutely. And it was different back in 2005, seven, When you eight, couldn't go online. When you can go online and you didn't see the, the amount of listings that we have now. I mean, ZillowRealtor.com, Remax.com. Ridgeline, REMT.com. Yeah. You can see place. listings now and virtual tours, and basically you're seeing everything we're seeing. Um, so now it, I think it's just as important that you're looking for that home as well as we are. Yeah. Because um, many times I think I know what that buyer's said they wanted, but then 
they'll see something and it'll change their their idea of what they want because they saw it in a picture. So that wouldn't have been one I would have picked because I had no idea that would change yeah. their mind. Yeah. So they come to me with stuff. I try to do it as much as I can, but it's much easier if they come to me with it now. Yeah, I think it's good to be like looking right actively and giving your agent ideas so that they can get ideas with what to look for for you yes basically yes yeah um maybe do you want to explain you know closing costs and how much people might need i mean it depends on what loan you have obviously and what interest rate you get but um what's a closing cost for example closing costs go with what so closing costs um, are for every transaction, and there's seller's closing costs and buyer's closing costs. And as a buyer, you're going to want to be aware of those closing costs because that's another lump of sum of money that you need to bring on top of the down payment. And the down payment... Um, and why? And why? Why? But why are we bringing closing oh, on top what of is down it? right now? Right. So... Um, in the past, when we did not have a market like we have now, where it was more of a buyer's market or very even, um, the buyer could ask the seller to cover their closing costs, so it was mortgaged into the loan, is mm-hmm. what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but now the buyer does not have that opportunity to ask for closing costs. Um, so, and that's because, I mean, this market is—it's you got to stay competitive in order to win, and in order to win. You have to compete with conventional loans. You have to compete with cash mostly. And those people are not asking for seller paid closing costs. Correct. So having that extra amount that you have for closing costs is like you pretty much have to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, have you seen any closing costs win? No. Yeah. No, I haven't. Not in the last year. So, um, yes, make sure you have in your bank account the closing costs and whatever you need for your down. Your down payment will be whatever type of loan you've decided to go with that your lender has said that you qualify for and is best for you. Um, And I think another podcast will go over different types of loans and maybe have a Mm -hmm. lender on that can answer some good questions about loans. But um, for the basic knowledge, um, you can go as low as 3.5% on loans or a hundred percent um financing meaning no no down payment with the va loan but you have to qualify meaning you have to have been a veteran mm-hmm. um but at 3.5 percent down um you'd have that as a down payment and then your closing costs would be about three percent as well on top of that for your closing costs as a buyer so it's about you know could be six and a half percent that you would need down or more what what's the three and a half percent coming off of the closing costs at three and a half percent or is the three and a half percent fha loan oh is that yeah okay an fha loan so okay yeah so and you're gonna want to take three percent from what your sale price right correct yep yep so you're gonna have your lender's gonna tell you this is what you need down on your house for this price at this interest rate. Correct. And then whatever they say that you need down, you're going to need that extra 3%. For closing for, costs. Yeah, for whatever that 
the prices of your house. Correct. Okay. So 250. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you need 6.5% of, of 250 to or close. whatever. And that's what our market is like mm-hmm. right now, which it's sucks. Hard. Yeah, it's and hard. It's hard. For buyers. Real hard. It's mm-hmm. it's doable for sure. Um it's just going to take a little more effort between not only us as buyers or them as buyers but us as real estate agents to win as well so um yeah i guess so that's all good news right yeah no (laughs) it's not it's not it's not but no oh well i mean i mean this is what we do yeah this is why why use a realtor well realtors know this market right realtors are experts on the market Ridgeline Real Estate Realtors are experts on the market. Every day. We are experts on the market. Mm -hmm. We look at it every day. We know what's going on Mm -hmm. with it. We know what Mm -hmm. prices homes are going for. We know what they're not going for. We know how much, you know, if you were to go into this blind, Mm. you would have no idea. You'd lose 10 deals Mm -hmm. before you even had an inkling of a clue of what was even happening. So... And most most sellers, um, if they go in without a real estate agent, they're asking at least twenty thousand too low on their price because they don't know. Or a hundred too high. Or a hundred too high. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It, it can true? go both ways. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you're one of those people, good luck with that. Yeah, it's just a difficult you road. Yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you're not gonna. Yeah, and you know, I'd hate to see somebody go sell their house and they could have sold it fifty thousand yes. dollars more because they didn't know the market. Yes. Yeah. Um. So. Definitely talk to a realtor or yeah. call us for right. sure, um, and we'll help you out. Right. And it's, I mean, I just don't know. People are like, right now especially, they're like, oh, you can do this all on your own. You don't need a real estate agent, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, but we have a license to do this, and right. we know this stuff like the back of our hand. and. Right. You know, we grew up here, and you've been a real estate agent for 16 and a half, 17 yeah. years going yeah. on and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah. Yeah, it's important to know it and um, know the legality and protect yourselves. We're here to protect the buyer and the seller. And so, yeah, it's important. Yeah, it is. Um, as we uh, close out here, um, we're going to talk about, you know, one thing that you can do. So Montana great falls montana uh we get to what negative 20 30 40 50 60 50 is a lot the lowest i've seen yeah Mm -hmm. so when it's like that cold it's like very important to keep things you know well taken care of and making Mm -hmm. sure that you're doing it correctly so you know what's one thing during the winter that you catch yourself doing to make sure that your house stays you know above dirt above dirt yeah, yeah that's a good not idea. not not <laughs> underwater or burnt down exactly and you know um a lot of this also comes from our property management duties we do too um we have to tell tenants how to care for things and we're there to protect that asset at all costs so um we make sure that the tenant knows for winter time that they should replace the furnace filter it's a good time to do that now and in fact, I tell them weeks before we get cold to try their furnace out. That way we make sure it's firing up and running smoothly and doing well. 
um, before it's negative 20 and there's no heat in the house. Um, so it's good good to do those two items. Yeah. Um, and yeah. make sure they're up and going and doing well. Yep. Yeah, and oh, never leave your furnace at 55, under 55 degrees when it's cold. Freezing outside, yes. Right. 32 degrees. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do? What have you done in property management that I you... I haven't done anything, <laughs> really. I don't know what I'm doing. Yes, you do. Uh, no, you have uh, a lot well, of experience on broken pipes, so tell me how that yeah, goes. So I guess, you know, one thing that you should probably keep an eye on is your, um, you know, your water pipes, your drain pipes, and all the pipes underneath your house, because if you don't have, you know, sufficient enough, you know, heat or, like insulation of some kind you're gonna have stuff to start freezing up and then all of a sudden it's frozen solid and then you get a break and then now you have water spewing all over the place and filling up a crawl space or a basement Mm -hmm. Um, one way that you can make sure of this is if you have a single level house or a house with a crawl space uh, you could go down in there and see like you know, is there insulation on the walls? Or is there, you know, some sort of heat source? Is there a vent down here, you know, getting some heat pushed down here? Are these pipes heat tape wrapped or insulated? Making sure that everything's, you know, sufficiently warm so yeah. that when it does get cold, doesn't right. freeze, and then you have burst pipes, and then you're in a real problem, problem mm-hmm. mess. Mm-hmm been there done that yeah um yeah so i guess in winter those are a couple those are a couple good things to remember i, I would say yes i agree thanks for tuning in to the uh first ridgeline podcast and um next week we'll talk about equity in your home and how you can maybe get some more equity out of your house and how to determine how much equity you've already acquired um, based off of using a real estate agent um if you got any questions for us based off of this podcast um, reach out to us on our ridgeline facebook page or ridgeline instagram or you can reach out to me personally on um, instagram wyatt underscore ridgeline or on facebook Thanks again for tuning in and uh, catch us next week with our new episode.